Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path to spiritual living. All my life I long to be a hero My sword raised high, running to the battle I was gonna take giants down be a man you could write about Deep in my chest is the heart of a warrior So why am I still standing here? Why am I still holding back from you? I hear you call me out into deeper waters But I settle on the shallow get these feet to move but I don't want to live that way I don't want to look back someday on a life that never stepped across the line so why am I still standing I love being in a church that that has a music ministry that moves me because we're not here to just be walking stones. We're here to be alive. And music, music raises the vibration. It raises the atmosphere. And you guys raise the atmosphere in me. And it's not just this place, I'm telling you. It's not just, just this place. Every piece of a ministry, of a church, 
has a part, and you guys play a wonderful part, thank you. You give, and, and you, I feel it, and it touches me every time I come. Okay, now let me get happy again. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy, but I want to go on. I'm happy. I'm full. It's, 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 it's fun to be full before you even get started, so thank you for that. Um, thank you all for being here with me and sharing this. Now, why do I say that? Because every time you come together and souls and spirits come together, it's a divinely appointed moment. No one from the beginning of time to the end of time will be able to understand what was experienced in this session except all of us who are right here right now. And that's powerful because each and every one of you has created your own vibration, your own light, your own version of who you see God to be here right now. And so whatever it is that we are here to express, I say let it be, and I thank you for experiencing that with me. Um, like I said last time, I love looking at comedians, so I get some of my little things from them. And uh, I love Michael jo Jr., and it, I, what I love about um, different comedians who um, can be they, they're very, very funny, but they can be clean, too. And so he's invited, like I said, to a lot of churches and stuff. Um, so he was talking about how he loves to travel as a comedian. But he's been noticing that the security in different airports has been kind of lacking. So he remembered one time that he went into this airport, and they didn't even have a metal detector. It was just a lady standing there with an attitude. And he said when he walked up, she said, he looks like he might have something on him. So he said, so they said, well, we're going to have to use the wand to search you. And they were like, he was like, okay. And he stood there with his arms out, and he was like, whatever you want. And so he said, a little dude named Juan came out and started well, searching him. He's like, searching him. And that was funny to me. That was funny to me. See, these metal detectors actually take away somebody's job. <laughs> you know, the Bible says that we are created in the image and likeness of God. And I love it the way the, key, the New Living Translation says it. According to the New Living Translation, God says, let us create human beings in our image to be like us. Now, what does that mean? I have been pondering that expression, being made in a God, the image and likeness of God for years. God's been working with me on that for years. Stop for a second. Have you ever thought about that? You are made in the image and likeness of God. You're made to be like God. Now, as I was pondering that for this talk, one of the statements, there's a statement that just popped out in my mind. And it's something you guys, that we guys say here every Sunday. And it's an affirmation that I want you to affirm with me, which you already know. It should be up there. Yes. Together, I am an individualized expression of God. And as an individualized expression of God, we are created to be freely and fully self-expressed. And 
I'm not talking about the consciousness of the personality self. I'm talking about the higher self, the Christ self. If we are individualized expressions of God, it's not the human self that comes forth. So today, what I, what, what I want to talk about is being in this world, but not of this world. I forgot there's a monitor right there. I'm looking back. <laughs> That's one of the times I really wish I had eyes in the back of my head. You know, you say that to kids, but this is one of the times. I'm like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> now, what does that mean? You, you guys are going to find out. I love having fun. You're going you're gonna to find that out. If you haven't already noticed it, I'd love to have fun. I grew up in a um, household with the silliest father in the world, and my mom just went along with him. She would let him go way out there, and then when he would get too much, she'd be like, Chuck, now he has a, um, uh, another wife, because my mom passed, and she's the same way. She'd be like, okay, Jimmy. I got to get used to the Jimmy still. Okay, so... Let's get back to this, being, may, being in this world, but not of this world. So now the scripture that I want to use is, is popular. It's a popular scripture. And I want to use the King James version of it first, because this is the version that, the, that most people are used to seeing. Now, with me, when I do my talks and I'm preparing, I usually take several translations, because that's the only way you can really truly get what the word is saying to us. And to me, just like how Charles and Myrtle Fillmore felt, the Bible is key. Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, with the co-creators of Unity, figured, knew that metaphysics is a spiritual expression of the words of the Bible. So the first John, second chapter, verses 15 through 17 read, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, now you guys have probably heard these, that they're the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the what? The pride of life. It says it's not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. And he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You know, this is a Shakespearean kind of expression of it, which can be difficult to get. So I want to read the uh, New Living Translation version as well, which I like, um, and I go, uh, I use that a lot. And this one says, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of God in you. And another um, translation, the message translation says, when you love the world, you squeeze out the love of God. We're going to talk about that a little bit, because I don't believe you're able to squeeze out the love of God. We're one with God. For the, for the world offers only a craving of physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. 
But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Thank you, God, for giving me an interpretation of what this means to be in the world and not of the world and to overcome anything that is a craving of the world. Amen. We're going to go into what this means, the lust part. They are considered the great, the major temptations. And this is the thing. Every sin, which is actually an archery term that means missing the mark of God, we know this, right? Whenever we're doing things that we're caught up in the world, we're caught up in physical, we're caught up in things that we see, we are physical beings. So the first thing you see or feel or do when you wake up is something physical, right? In the daily word that I read this morning, it said that what if we set our day? You sit in the spirit before you even move your body. You sit in the consciousness of God and you set your day and be guided by God. And I love, why am I still standing here? Because what happens when we get caught up in the lust of the world, which are the major temptation, forms of temptation, when we get caught up in the cravings or the lust of the flesh, sometimes you, what happens is, it's not, see, this is the thing. We are here to enjoy this world and have pleasure. We're here to enjoy food. We're here to enjoy interactions with each other. We're here to have a physical expression and enjoy pleasure in our, in our spirit, in our body. But we're not here to let that overtake everything else. So, for instance, I love Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> Anybody else attest? Can I get an amen? amen? And if the hot donut served now is on, I'm in the driveway and walking through the door. And back in the day, it used to be free. You'd get a free, when the hot donut served now was on, you'd get a free donut. A couple months ago, when we went up there, um, and they said they don't do it anymore. <laughs> I, I ended up buying them anyway, because my mouth was set for it. But I was gluttonous with it. I think I already confessed this to my daughter. When, when, when they were younger, I used to go to Krispy Kreme, and I used to buy a dozen of them. And I was, um, I was married at the time to their stepfather. And what I would do on the way home is eat eight of them. <laughs> Just inhale them, eight of them. Can you imagine the sugar and all that? But that was good. But it is fried dough full of sugar. And, sir, and can you imagine how much energy I had when I came in the door? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to cook dinner. Are you ready? Have a seat. Here I come. I'm coming. Oh, you need some help? Okay, I'll help you. And then... I would say, guess what? I brought us some donuts. Now, they didn't know that I had eaten eight of them. I said, I brought us donuts for dessert. They only got one. <laughs> and I acted like I was sharing one with them when really it was my ninth one. <laughs> that is the lust of the flesh. I testify to that. So I had a sugar addiction. Woo, did I have a sugar addiction. I had Kool-Aid, I had sugar, no, Kool-Aid with my sugar. It was so syrupy. Everything I made had sugar in it. Everything. 
And had I continued down that road, what I've read about is people who eat a lot of sugar the way I was eating sugar can, can be, develop diabetes or other time, types of diseases like that. At the time that I realized what was going on, my daughter was diagnosed with ADHD, oppositional defiance, and obsessive compulsive disorder. And what I did is I started researching how to help her organically instead of with chemical restraints. You know what chemical restraints are? A cocktail of medicines. She was taking so many different medicines. I realized what sugar was doing, that stimulant of sugar. So I took it out of our diet. So you can take the pleasures of the body. I still, I still uh, use some, you know, I use honey, and my food is still good. Matter of fact, I made some yams. Yeah, when I make yams, they don't even know it's made with honey, and they still ask me to make I think I did tell them I made it with, with honey. But they, it still tastes good. So you have to do it with moderation. The things of the eyes. No, let me go back to the flesh. It is not just the things we consume and take in. It's the things that you, you crave as far as relationships with people. When my mom was going through, it was in hospice, I realized that the part, I did not want her to go. My body wanted her to stay. My personality wanted her to stay. My lowercase self, personality self, wanted her to stay. That's lust of the flesh. Because I was so attached to her being here that I had to release that and ask God what is in her best interest. Now, things like that, holding on to relationships that don't serve us, eating things and acting in ways that don't serve us, to pleasure ourselves, our body, that's lust of the flesh. So it's not things just that we eat. And then you have the craving, the lust and the cravings of the eyes. I know some people, if anything's on sale, they will buy it just to have it in the store, whether they need it or not. Oh, there's a clearance sale. My dad is similar to, is like that. He likes getting things, and he's, he's a little, he, he, to the point where we were playing, was it taboo, is this game where you give all these clues, and then you pick the word. And, my, and we were like, uh, daddy only buys it when it's, and my sister said, at the dollar store. <laughs> because every time he sees a deal, he gives it. But this is the thing, the difference between him and someone else I know. My father is wise with his choices. If he doesn't need it, he won't buy it. So he spends his money wisely. I know someone else who has so many clothes in his house because he kept seeing sales. That it's ridiculous. And he doesn't even have They have tags still on them, and they're two or three years old. But they were on sale. Anything, anytime you have to get something, you have to get something. Or you see someone, some, something someone else has, that's covenant behavior. Or being envious or jealous of another person, that's lust of the eyes. And then the last part, the pride of life. In the New Living Translation version, it says, pride of your achievements and your possessions. Doing things to feel important. Searching for the, be the, the best job, the best this, the best that. Moving towards things so you can get acclimates for things. Getting praise, wanting importance. When you spend your life doing that, you are nowhere, nowhere being an individualized expression of God. And we all have experienced one or, or, or all of these. At some point in our life, we're still going through some things now because we haven't all mastered every part of these. 
Jesus did. Jesus did. And the way Jesus did it was using the word of God. The word of God. Having that relationship with God. How are you going to use the word of God, like really use the word of God, if you don't know God? Like, how are you going to express God and express and talk to people about God and really express the individualized expression that you are if you don't even know who you are? The fourth unity principle says that we align our minds through prayer and meditation, through using words of affirmation and denials. So you deny the things that are holding you back because these are actually escapes because there's something psychologically going on within our mind that we're running away from because we're afraid to accept who we are fully. So we run, through, run to these things to temporarily comfort ourselves in one way or another. But that's not expressing God. Actually, you're not even fully self-expressed when you're doing that. You're restrained from the world. You're, I mean, constrained by the world. This world. This world. Your mind. So when we go into relationship with God, I think I might have mentioned this the last time I was here. I don't know. In 2003, June 2003, June 12, 2003, I married God. And I'm still working with it. That's why I said that God's working with me on this, script, this scripture. Because it means a lot to me to not put man, not put me. I'm not talking about just other men. I'm talking about me. Because all of this is what's going on in our mind. And we're using the outside world as an excuse because there's something blocking us inside from being the full expressions. If you know who you are, like Jesus knew who Jesus was, nothing stopped Jesus from saying what he wanted to say. And he fully expressed what he wanted to express. Wouldn't it be awesome if we were in that space? When we're caught up in this, we're caught up in the lower self, the lower version of the self. Thank you. I keep doing that. We're not meant to be caught up in the lower version of ourselves. Okay, so how do we free ourselves? Number one, you fully accept who you are, temptations and all. Because the truth is, that's part of the human experience. Now, it wasn't at first. When Eve, when Adam and Eve were put on this, in, in, you know, on this earth. Because they knew God. The Bible said they heard God's voice walking in the garden. All they knew was the presence of God. They didn't even know they were naked. They had no physical awareness of their physical bodies. Until they started entertaining the thought. Eve started entertaining the thought of how it looked. Hmm, I wonder how that's going to taste. Oh, and I'm going to see and, feel like and, be, and see things like God? 
The only way we can really see things and be like God is if we go inside and do it. You cannot get it from outside of you. Eating of that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil did not give her that expression. It gave her an awareness of the human expression of herself. All she knew was good. That's all she knew. All Adam knew was good. So now that we have this human expression, when you get up in the morning, when you start your day, and, and on a regular basis, I do, it, I do it when I'm driving, I do it when I, I knew something was sitting there, I thought it was a spider, I was about to freak out. <laughs> Woo, you would have seen me running back there. Woo, I would have tried to get out of this skin. I don't know if that's a lust of the flesh, that's an escaping the flesh, that's what that would have been. Woo, I can't stand, okay. Woo, let me get out of that, weebie-jeebies or heebie whatever you say. Where was I? <laughs> when you, when I, when you escape from what? What was I saying? Okay, so in order to be, oh yeah, thank you. There we go. When you get up in the morning and during the day, why don't we walk with God? Why don't we sit with God? Why don't we ask God first what? Like that's the first thing that we start to do because as you're fully and freely self-expressed. You're going by the still, small voice. You're being guided by that essence within you to fully express that essence that you are. But you, we don't really know what it is until we start to learn more and un, unfold it and develop it more. Can you, uh, can, can you um, imagine that I used to be terrified to speak in front of public? That this right here was the last thing that I, when I was your age, uh, Riley, I, mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. And I was always asked to pray, and I was always asked to do the assignments, get up in front of people and do the assignments, and I'd be shaking and everything. Oh, you did a good job. I didn't feel like I did a good job. But I became closer and closer to God. And I'm not done, and neither are you, because you're still walking this earth. So there's still expressions that we're supposed to do. There's a purpose that each one of us is here to express. Are you expressing it Fully. Why am I still standing here? What's the rest of that? Why am I still standing here? Take it is taking a risk. It's taking a risk. It's going past. Why am I still holding back from you? I love that. I love that. Why are we holding back from being what we are created to be? Seriously, when we are in the fullness of oneness of God, now what I said about squeezing love out, you can never squeeze out of you what you are. Ain't going to happen. Now we may express towards each other and ourselves in a way that's not, un- that's not loving, but you cannot be what you are not. You may look through the eyes of the human and you might express through the human eyes and you might be a certain way that's limited because you're caught up, but we have choice. We may get caught up in not being in the lust of the flesh. And not, like I know somebody who is a nibbler up the wazoo. Subconsciously, feeling some kind of void. The only thing that can fill a void is God. The only thing. And I say thing because God is not a person. God isn't even a thing. God is just spirit. 
that emptiness, that openness, that invisible essence and power that you are, each and every one of us is. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus said, don't you know, doesn't the scripture say that ye are gods? Are you ready to walk and be fully self-expressed? Yes? Yes. Let me make sure I covered everything I wanted to cover. I get down there with you guys. I hate being up here. I feel lonely. (laughs) And I don't want to hold back. I want to come down with you. Let's see, do I got, did I feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I did. Okay. Every morning when I get up, I do sit with God, even to the point of asking God, what am I going to wear today? Help me put my clothes together. When I lose something or I think I've lost something, I say, God, where is it? Almighty, I say, okay, almighty God, you can use God as well. Whatever is going on in your life, even if you are at your happiest moment, I promise you God has something even greater. But the only way you'll know what it is and move into a deeper spiritual understanding of it, and that is what the month of July is. Instead of being that doubting Thomas, which is the disciple for the month of July, that's what my dad used to call me. He doesn't call me that as much now. But he used to call me that a lot. If you're praying, why are you doubting? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Well, if you're doubting, why pray? Then that really was a, I don't know. Move into a deeper expression. And through, it's not that many more, it's a several, a couple, a week, couple weeks left or of this month. Understanding is in the front brain, the front of the brain. The color is gold. Goes with imagination. So whatever you're worrying about in your, in your world or whatever you're upset about that happened in the past and stressing about in the, for, in the front, that's your work in your imagination. Stop it. Shift into spiritual understanding. Shift whatever we're worrying about and look at it and accept that we worry about it. When you accept it, it diffuses it. It's denied. It's denied. It takes the power out of it. And then ask to be shown the truth. Go into a deeper understanding of who you are. I am an individualized expression of God. Together, I am an individualized expression of God. I will honor that expression of God. Together, I will honor that expression of God. I bless myself. Together, I bless myself. Did you mean it when you said it? There's this, I I had you guys do this affirmation that I love, that God gave me. It's three pieces. I am. The reason why the I am is because that's what what God told Moses to tell the uh, elders of the Israelites. I am that I am. I am, anytime you say I am, you wake up that spirit within you. You wake it up. I am. If If you're restless or whatever, say I am. Say it now. I am. Good, because you see, quiet. <laughs> Wake it up. And that whatever comes after it is what you will manifest. I am pure thought together. 
I am pure thought. That's the next part of it. Pure thought is truth. You and I are thoughts in the mind of God. What are we choosing to think and be and vibrate as in the mind of God? Are we getting caught up in the world, the things of the world, and not loving God by loving ourselves with all our heart, mind, and soul, that capital S self, the higher self, and then being that expression of it? Or are we following the lowercase self and getting caught up in that? Shift your consciousness. Accept who you are. Acknowledge the I am. Know that you are a thought of God. And the last part, I am pure thought that meets every need. Together, I am pure thought that meets every... You didn't do it like I did it. I am pure thought that meets every need. When you put power in it, you get power out of it. Your words are powerful. So the moment you say, I am, and then you say the truth about who you are, whatever it is you say after that is manifest. It's yours. Anything you need is yours right now. Right now. So as an individualized expression of God, we are here to be freely and fully self-express. Let us express that self today and the rest of freely expressing and speaking your truth. In the name and the nature of the I am that you are. Yes? Yes. And so it is. Thank you. a little too complicated zero didn't satisfy me a million didn't make me happy that's when i learned a lesson that it's all about your perception whoa are you a papa or a superstar so you are so you feel so you are it ain't about the size of your car it's about the size of faith in your heart you know there's hope it doesn't cause a thing to smile oh no don't have to pay to laugh you better thank god for that I met a young brother who made me feel I could accomplish anything You see, just like me, he wanted to sing He had no windows and no doors He lived a simple life, was extremely poor On top of all that, he had no eyesight But that didn't keep him from seeing the light He said, what's it like in the USA? And all I did was complain He said, living here is paradise Paradise is in your mind He said, there's hope It doesn't cause a thing to smile Oh no, you don't have to lay the line Oh no, you better thank God for that
gonna drive you crazy There's hope But I'm taking back my power today There's hope Gas prices, they keep on rising There's hope The government keep on lying But we gotta keep on surviving Living our truth the best we can There's hope It doesn't cost a thing to smile Oh no Thank God. 